Hi everyone, this is James Eek and you are listening to episode 100, the season finale of season 2 of the Warrior's Way podcast. If you've been listening to this podcast from the start, from the bottom of my heart, I have to thank you so very much. For those of you who have stepped up and supported the podcast through our Warrior's Way podcast Patreon instructional videos, you folks are the best. (laughs) Seriously. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Patreon page yet, head over there. I upload a new training video pretty much weekly on everything and anything you can imagine to turbo boost your training. It's at patreon.com and then you just search for Warrior's Way Podcast and I think you're going to be happy. When I started this podcast over two years ago now, I didn't really ever expect to get to episode 100. I'm not going to lie. There are a lot of great podcasts out there, but to be honest, there's a bit of a wasteland of them too. And what I wanted was a podcast that I would want to listen to, you know, without the talking down to me. Or the typical interviews, the cold cases, which are awesome, but... I wanted a podcast about training and what training means and what I myself was learning about training. You see, after 40 years of training, I am still learning. I have had more failure than success, and I've learned from it. I've learned from it all. I never asked people to use me as some sort of cardboard cutout of how you should be or how you should act. What I want is to learn, to become better, to live a better life, to find things that interest me, and to help, to be a good friend. I figure that if I like that sort of thing, digging into the weeds of what training is, finding hidden gems, talking about it and share it, then maybe a couple other people would dig it too. (laughs) Um, but at the time of this recording, we are almost at 25,000 plays. And to me, that is freaking crazy. I honestly figured I'd have a couple of my students or friends listening, but no, I receive messages from around the world from people who really love the thing. I can't tell you how much that means to me. Keep in mind that this is a one-man show. I research the material, I write it, I record it, I produce it every week. When I get kudos from someone, it makes it all worthwhile. And then when someone goes that extra step and sponsors the podcast through our Patreon page, I realize that this thing, I started almost as an experiment or maybe an experience of sorts. It actually has legs and is making a difference around the world. So, to all of you, thank you very much. For a good chunk of the past 100 episodes, I have been hinting at something that happened to me that had a huge impact on me. A fight with a wolf in the woods here in British Columbia, Canada. It had such a big impact on me that my second martial arts book is about what that experience taught me. So, with no further ado, here it is, folks. A Wolf in the Woods.
Some things change you. Some things in life change you. I fought a wolf in the woods. Even now, those words seem pretty strange, but nonetheless, they are true. I fought a wolf in the woods. It was one of those beautiful spring days that you don't really have much of a choice but to grab the dogs and head out somewhere to feel the sunlight dance on your skin as it makes its way through the trees of a secluded trail. It was perfect like that. A day that just feels like a blessing. I was in Euclid, BC, teaching some martial arts on the beach, an event over the May long weekend, and had just finished for the day when I heard of a trail that was supposed to be awesome, and it was. If you have never been to Vancouver Island in British Columbia, Canada, you were missing out on a true paradise. The gem of this particular paradise is a national park called the Pacific Rim National Park. Giant trees, amazing beaches, bald eagles, and more make it a place that people visit from around the world. Only a few hours' drive from Victoria, the city where I have my school, the Academy of Martial Arts, this area between Euclid and Tofino makes the perfect getaway. It's the kind of place that puts you back in touch with nature and yourself. And just being there makes you feel better somehow. The dogs and I had only been walking on the secluded trail for a short time when in the distance I saw what looked like a large dog up ahead, where the trail turned into a more heavily wooded area. I remember thinking to myself that the dog's owner must not have heard that there were wolves in the area, and that unless you want your dog being lured away by a pack, you should keep them on a, be- on a leash. Then I stopped, motionless on the trail, looking at the animal ahead of me. Something wasn't quite right. While it was about the same distance away as a city block, I could feel something crawling up my spine that whispered to me that that was no dog. <sighs> it's a wolf. I whispered to myself. The words seemed loud in my ears, and I can remember feeling my heart beating in my chest as if it needed to remind me that it was there. I swallowed hard. My hands clenched into fists automatically. A wolf. It was still there ahead on the trail, staring at me. I spent enough time in the woods to know that you don't really find one wolf wandering around alone. Where there is a wolf, there is a pack. With what seemed an unreal gait, it slowly started moving towards me, making side glances at the woods to my right. And I knew instinctively without looking and not daring to take my eyes off this wolf that this was where the rest of the pack was. I was slowly being surrounded. A few steps ahead of me, there was a branch on the ground, and all I knew was that I needed it. Two steps forward, without taking my eyes off the eerie advance of the wolf, I bent and picked up the branch, and picked up the smallest of my two dogs I had with me, and tucked him under my coat, holding him with my left elbow. Behind me, I said to the older dog, 
an awesome husky lab who seemed to know what was going on, and despite never being told to get behind me before, she did exactly what I wanted. I could feel the air moving in and out of my lungs, the blood pulsing through my body, my muscles somehow familiar with what was about to happen. Since that day, I've thought a lot about what happened next, and I realize that somewhere inside of me and likely inside of all of us is some kind of instinctive inherited memory that has been passed down over our history as humans of what to do when we are looked at as an actual viable choice in the food chain. I remember the feeling of the moments leading to the wolf and I standing close enough to touch, but I don't remember the time it took. I remember how low and silently the wolf approached, how its head was low and its paws seemed huge, how it kept glancing to the woods on my right and how the sunlight coming through the trees made it seem to shine and glow as if its fur had a yellow-green hue to it. It stopped and just stared at me, emotionless, just looking at me, sizing me up in the situation we had both walked into in this beautiful place. Now, I don't want to over-dramatize what happened next. To be completely fair and honest, I respect and admire that wolf too much to make it into a story about me fighting off a wolf. Well, this is what happened, and I can tell you what it is like to kick a wolf. They don't flinch. I feel a connection to that wolf and learned a lot about myself and life that day. Suffice it to say, I used the stick... I used my voice, I used my arms and legs, and somehow, maybe luck, or maybe the wolf in its pack deciding this particular human was too crazy to try anything more with them, the dogs and I made it away physically unscathed. The mental and emotional impact took a little more time. Nobody walks away from a fight with a wolf quite the same person as they were before. It's probably the same when you find yourself in any combat situation and you manage to survive it. I think often about that slow, measured, backwards walk I did with the older of the two dogs somehow knowing we needed to backtrack and helping me find my way down the trail with a long stick in my hand, then replacing it with an even longer stick. Walking backwards on a trail isn't easy. Less so when you are half expecting to be fighting off the whole pack. I wonder how the dog knew what I needed her to do without me saying anything. I wonder why the wolf I fought gave up. I wonder why the others decided I was too much work for little reward. Mostly, though, I think about what would have happened if I were anyone else. You see... I've been in martial arts for almost four decades now. Black belt, rank, or similar in a number of systems. I spent more than a decade as a regular force combat arms army officer. And in a lot of ways, I guess you could say that combat has been the focus of my life. While it would have been easy to freeze or panic or scream or cry when that massive wolf looked at me in a way that I still see in my thoughts and dreams today which only translated in my brain at that moment as murder. 
I didn't. I saw what was happening in a, why of course, sort of manner. Time slowed, as did my breath. I could feel my muscles and joints prepare themselves to act. Something inside of me took over and realized it had to dominate the situation or all hope was lost. And I acted. Alone. Protecting not myself, though, but the dogs. But it wasn't until I made it back to the car and the adrenaline stopped pumping through my body and my limbs started to vibrate that I really realized what had just happened. Realized as well that I had actually just fought a wolf in the woods. Not because of me, but with the sole purpose of protecting the two dogs. It was like a slow drone of a temple bell ringing throughout my body while everything was happening. Protect them. I sat there in the car realizing that the easiest thing would have been to let go of the dog's leashes and make a dash for it, but instead, from the moment I bent and put the smaller dog under my arm and told the other to get behind me, I was the protector, and I was going to go down before I let them get taken. I don't know if the dogs appreciate it. It would be nice to think that they were rooting for me and afterwards wanted to buy me a beer and give me a pat on the back and sit and talk about the whole thing. But unfortunately, dogs, as awesome as they are, aren't like that. As time went on, I couldn't quite let go of the wolf in the woods. Eventually, I even hiked back down the same trail, this time not alone and with a rather large and hefty hardwood walking stick and examining what it was that had happened on that trail and what it was that had led me to react the way I had. Helping myself to get away without a scratch and both dogs intact. The only answer that I could come up with was that it was my training. I knew it as much as that moment as I did afterwards. From the stick I swung to the kicks I threw, from the tone of my voice as I yelled to the calm that I felt as it unfolded. It was all a culmination of my training, and I felt immensely grateful for it. Nearly 40 years of martial arts and combat training came out when I needed it on that day on that trail. Being the teacher and the writer that I am, The next step was to examine what it was in my training that came out, what it was that had prepared me, and how I could improve on that. And most importantly, how I could pass that on to others. Was there a blueprint to it all? Was there a list of things that I could use to help point my students in the direction they needed to go to make sure they had squared away their training for that day? when they could very well meet their own literal or figurative wolf in the woods. Turns out there was. That was a heavy day. (laughs) So, that was from the first chapter of my book, A Wolf in the Woods, Combat Essentials for the Martial Artist. 
If you want to know what that blueprint is that I'm talking about, you're going to have to pick up a copy on your Kobo or on your Kindle or swing by Amazon and buy yourself a paperback copy. For me, that run-in with the wolf changed me in ways that would take a while to sort through. The thing is, I really believe we all meet up with our own wolf in the woods. Sometimes, many times. In these battles, which I hope aren't as nuts as literally fighting an actual wolf, which is, but sometimes, in many ways, the, the wolf that you have are worse. Sometimes these fights, these tests we pass with flying colors, and other tests we fail at in spectacular fashion. And I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in this. If somehow you've never failed in your life, you are definitely in for some wake-up calls eventually. You see, screwing up, being tested, tough times, the wolves in the woods, this is what living and learning on the path of training is all about. When I look back, I know that I have failed more times than I can count. More than a few times, I have messed up in heroic levels of stupidity. Like, I'm talking, get an award for being an idiot. (laughs) This is life. Sometimes we have to fall down hard to even realize where we are. And what we are doing wrong. And learn. Sometimes it's the fight to get yourself to a better place that will define who you are to become. And who you will be. Not the error. Not the screw up or the mistake. But what you did afterwards to keep the show on the road. Not just like before, but better. Stronger, healthier, smarter, and so much more. We will all face our battle with the wolf. We are, we're in one now culturally with dealing with life in a pandemic. With issues of blatant racism. And with trying to figure out how to go on with life and training in this new and strange world we have all found ourselves in. You might think that you won't face a wolf. Personally... I hope that you don't have to. But I think that the times we are in right now, you aren't going to walk through it unscathed. How are you going to respond? How are you going to live? What kind of person are you going to be? These are all important questions to ask yourself. Then you should always be asking yourself. Life is change, and to not get eaten by that wolf, you have to roll with it and roll with the punches as they come. Deal with it. Fight. Don't curl up in a ball and wish for things to be different. You want an awesome life, so make it that way. It's up to you what you do with the fight and everything that comes after it. So get after it.
All right. Question of the week. I see some schools starting to open back up after the first wave of COVID, and I'm still feeling nervous. Do you think it's the right time to go back and train? First off, (laughs) I'm not a doctor, so I can't give you medical advice. And I am not an expert on this virus either. But what I can tell you is that I myself have just reopened my martial arts school following all the guidelines that I've been given. Classes are shorter, there are fewer of them, and we are training in new and different ways. There are way less people allowed on the mats, and everyone has to stay two meters from one another and wear a mask. No equipment is used, nothing is shared other than the mats, and we clean like crazy. Now, If you think about it, those are probably more strict regulations than most restaurants that have opened, pubs, grocery stores, or parks for that matter. That said, you need to do what is right for you in this life. What you shouldn't do is live in fear when experts and common sense tells you that if you stay away from people, wash your hands, wear a mask, and so on, you're cutting your risk of getting this down and getting sick in general, to be honest. Cutting it down a lot. The other thing is that you need to ask yourself if you are just giving lip service to the idea that you support your school and your teacher, or if you really do. Have you kept your membership going? Do you realize the burden your instructor is carrying for the sake of you and all the other students? If you think about all of the people that have bailed, you realize if the school is still open, that's your instructor that is carrying it. Do you understand that if you don't support the things you love, they won't be there when you wake up and realize that you are being a scared little animal who really should be helping people? that you profess to care about, your teachers, the fellow students, and your community. So, do what you want, but (laughs) go back. Or don't go back. But understand that when all of this is done, people will remember those who led, and those who followed, and those who did nothing. Doing nothing isn't training. So there you go. And I will leave it there. So, after a bit of a break, we will be back for season three of Warriors Way podcast. It's going to be just awesome the way it is going. Um, In the meantime, make sure you drop by patreon.com and check out the Warriors Way podcast page there. You can find me on Instagram. Just look for Eek Academy. That's my school in Victoria, British Columbia. You can also find the Eek Academy on Facebook, and there is a Warrior's Way podcast page there as well. So until next time, 
Be awesome, people. Train hard. Be creative. Adapt with change. Be awesome. And be a great friend to everyone and everything around you. Thanks a lot.